0: Rise, 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 warrior, you rise Rooted in all
1: that's true you. Hello and welcome to our Way of the Wild Dreamer podcast full of juicy musings on the creative life with me, Claire Jasmine Beloved and as we'd say in Liverpool, all me mates <laughs> interesting, aughty friends who will be sharing real life stories and the lowdown on being a creative in the world. Welcome to Nina Jones on our Way of the Wild Dreamer podcast and it's just a pure juicy delight to have you here laughing with
2: me. I'm very, very delighted to be here.
1: I feel (laughs) very excited
2: to get a chat with you that's going to last for a little while.
1: No way is it going to last 20 minutes, is it? (laughs) i don't know what i was thinking so nina uh, singer and songwriter and just delightful sacred sassy soul in the world i always try to think where i met people and i know where i met you because um well i remember a night at the pub where we were very irreverent and you knew a friend (laughs) of mine you lived in a flat with a friend of mine uh josephine and um i remember i can't even remember i remember we just had a good laugh and then it it just became like sex in the city and i just felt you were like my sex in the city sister
2: yeah
1: and um there was some kind of flirtation with one of the other house members that i was having and all that so we Mm. were gossiping about that (laughs) and we'd only just met and then i think this might have been before then but anyway you put me up on your floor in your flat because it was a bit homeless at the time and I didn't have any furniture let's just (laughs) say that you could have (laughs) had a bed if it wasn't went from bad to worse no (laughs) (laughs) no it was very kind and you made this lovely thing on the floor with all lovely sleeping bag and a little candle and a little thing a little letter and stuff and it was just really beautiful and then um, we had lovely friendship which we still got. And, um, and then went to Paris, you know, we'll always have Paris, Nina, because we had a, a fabulous <laughs> silly time in Paris we and did. went to the women's baths and... and Got then, pummeled. Uh, that was very funny, wasn't it? Two matron-like women just said, did we want to go and be pummeled? And we just went like fools. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect them to, to pummel my breasts, but they pummeled. <laughs> we We're just like two big masons and we were like a meat on a slab, weren't we? They were just like gossiping <laughs> yeah. over us and laughing about my bum and things. And then everybody was just oh. like lying around sipping mint tea. It was all very magical and it's one of my favourite memories of my whole life. So thank you so much, for Athena. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. so, so we're here to chat about you being a wild dreamer of the creative type and oh. you definitely are one of my inspirations and your music is like a soundtrack to a particular time in my life and you've also written the theme tune to the the theme tune it sounds a bit naff when we say that the beautiful <laughs> accompanying music to this journey Thank you so much. So, so Nina, I, I said, sing a song, Is there anything that is there another way that you describe yourself? How would you know? How would wow, you?
2: I I love the term creatrix. I think oh, that's a yeah. wonderful
1: term and an idea about
2: a person who is, for me, female, and and I feel so. I when I so when i i stopped making music because i had children and all my creativity went into having baby having two children and um so then from that my creativity grew to be like making making a home making a family making growing girls mm. growing a marriage growing a garden having and and, it, and then growing food and then as, <clears throat> but then, but then I kept always being drawn to always have to pick up the guitar, always have to sing, yeah. singing to the children, and they get bored of nursery rhymes and lullabies. So then you start singing Joni Mitchell to them, and then oh how amazing! Um, yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, singing my own songs to them, and then they have really led my creativity, and I,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um you know, for a lot of women and a lot of times in the in in um we're sort of we're we're told that we can only be like um I always remember Janis Joplin saying you can you can either be a mother or a musician but you can't be both and and hearing that in my 20s and going oh no I want to be both then yeah and understanding that that's actually really hard because it well how Janis did rock and roll yeah, okay maybe that wasn't compatible with the family but that wasn't compatible with life either for her no, was it she no. didn't continue living and um so yeah so now for me it's about like making a life with creativity in it that mm-hmm. it's about me being able to express my deepest yearnings and hopes and um and just keep being heard and just having my voice heard because when you're in when you're in in a family and and i i've got a, i've got a part time job I work in a library I really love that job um but it's not like my identity it's not my career, so I feel like we're quite unseen as women sometimes we're doing a lot of work and we're doing yeah. a lot of labor and we're having a lot of creative we're doing creative things all the time, but are we we're not being seen or heard sometimes so that for me having daughters have gone how am i going to teach them mm. to be whole and mm. i can only do it through trying to live it mm. so i was upset in the middle of the night the other a few days ago and um it was just you know one of those dark nights where you feel really hopeless yeah. about the world yeah. it was after the um stuff you everyone is welcome here you know the girls who or the young people oh, yeah. who are talking yeah. about the harassment and assault that they'd suffered in school and and my daughter's going to high school next year and 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 I I was just trying to feel the feelings and I was trying to express to my husband you know how how hard it is to feel everything and let it in yeah and then carry on being strong and carry on living from that truth
1: oh yeah yeah
2: you know and and saying like how am I gonna how am I gonna help navigate these young women through that when I know what I'm gonna face well I can only do it by uh, being real about my experience as well so that's
1: yeah Yeah, how moving that you know sometimes I feel like when someone speaks something like you know how do I show up and be whole and be heard and and Mm. the only way I can do it is through me is I feel like you know, how what a big leap that is from what our mothers like felt was the best way to protect us. And so it's always quite moving to me when someone says that to know that mm-hmm. um, and how powerful that must be. And then yeah. I just also um so moving about the, you know, making up songs for your girls. We were laughing the other night because I suddenly realized I sang Sandra a song that my mum used to sing me. And then I realised it was to the tune of Little Donkey. So now <laughs> I always thought she'd made it up. She told me she'd made it up. So then I was like, how cute is that? It's so like this song to Claire, but actually, so now I always end it with a verse of Little Donkey at the end. I <laughs>
2: uh, love that. She was being creative, wasn't she? She may have felt, and this happens, doesn't it, to people. And you don't know because you make, when a song comes to you, you go, God, I, that's a song already, surely. I, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And then you go, oh, no, that isn't that. I have just written that. And then all the times you can go,
1: oh, yeah, no, that's a Little Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember David White saying that. he, You know, one of his poems, he's written, like, two or three lines in it. And then, you know, it's gone to publish, be published. And then he's yeah. realised that it's, like, really famous lines from an poem. poem. <laughs> and um, he's had to, like, you know, put a, a footnote in. And I think it's so easy to do, isn't it? Because, um, you know, these things are, like, in our psyche. And, like, you know, we've got lines of things running through us from other people. And then, yeah. I think they're our own.
2: Oh, absolutely. We're oh. not in a vacuum, are we? So we yeah. are in the song we sing and it just came to me to sing at the end where you'd suggest, you suggested to include something about a lineage and we're not alone and we're part of a lineage. And so part of that, we're part of a culture obviously, and we're informed all the time by the music we hear, the stuff we read, the paintings and visual arts that we see, the films, the telly and everything and each other. And so it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Trying to be original or trying to be yourself. And then going up, but is it in, maybe it needs to be like this or maybe I should sound like that. And that's the hardest thing for me, actually, about about right now being creative is yeah. what to try and sound like and what to try and be. Because I feel like I don't have so many role models, really.
1: And I think I don't know what you think about this, but I feel inundated with like images and things that you could be inspired by and rabbit holes that you can go down of like listening to other people's stuff and and for me looking at other people's art and I feel like um it's really like that's why I just keep going back to you know what am I feeling what am I experiencing mm-hmm. and trying to draw that because I think you can get into like dodgy ground when you when you're just creating um from being inspired by other people's stuff. I remember saying to someone, oh you know you've got this labyrinth in your painting talk to me about it and they were like um I said what does it mean to you because I'm just fascinated by I think when you look at someone's art or listen to them you can find out so much about their inner world and they were like oh no I just saw it on one of your paintings I don't know what it means and um that's why I feel like it's really important to like always create from inside out if you can but it, it is a challenge as well when we're bombarded with so many images and
2: Absolutely, and and also we sort of like in a way to put ourselves out there, we have to engage with social media, so yeah. I have to be on Facebook or Instagram. But then, yeah. and then I go, oh, look at this person doing this thing. Yes. Oh, maybe I should do this. And yeah. then an hour later, I've not written anything, and it's like, yeah. I feel like that is such a thing to navigate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. and then there's no, and, we're, and it's never been happening before, so. Well, i've never dealt with it before it's hard to do i think it's really hard yeah i think it is more challenging
1: to not um you know to not copy other people's stuff or be pulled in but you know obviously we're influenced by it but um but yeah i think that is a tricky thing i was going to ask you um what does your creative life look like now and you've talked about that a little already um uh, is there um a thread all the way back to like childhood did you sing from when you were a little girl
2: I did sing or yeah I did sing I sang myself to sleep I danced as Mm -hmm. well and I listened to music a lot and I did always wanted to do it in private wanted to like push all the furniture out of the way and have like a real immersion and a real um, and what I now know is like a creative flow of listening to music and dancing and moving, mm-hmm. and, and the same with playing. I was always being wanted to play in with water or with mud, you know, sort of just in the garden, but be singing all the time. So yeah. it connect. Nature makes me sing. Whenever I'm walking, I want to sing. You know, being outside and being gardening, I always want to sing. <laughs> and so, and I feel like I want to sing to nature now i've sort of oh, yeah, recognised yeah. that that's, a, mm-hmm. that's actually a, become a conscious thing that i want to sing to the earth and i want to sing to people to help them connect and feel like they're part of nature that's um yeah, yeah. but it goes back to definitely goes back to childhood
1: yeah. yeah i remember being in the garden and like um just singing to myself and making up songs and whole worlds really but it was like quite a private thing But I just had a vision then of just like walking out into the hills and singing, and how natural that feels. But how we don't really do it.
2: No, and doesn't it when when you do something like that? Don't you think people will think I'm mad? People will think I'm a mad crazy lady. That you know,
0: absolutely. So
2: powerful, isn't it? That that impression that we have forced upon us. Like if we express ourselves, if we be in nature. Um, then and we express ourselves in nature we, we're now a witch and that and then we need to be ducked in a lake and drowned <laughs> it's just like
1: you must die you're wild you must die in the lockdown and um, I started getting up at like five six and just walk into the park so I could see the sunrise and there's the mist and it's beautiful and one of my neighbours was like a woman who said, Oh my God, you don't go to the park on your own. What do you do that for? Like, not because it was early, just because the concept of walking alone in a park mm-hmm. just for the beauty of nature was so alien to it. It was a really strange experience, actually. Mm-hmm. She was like, You know, what's that about? And mm-hmm. almost like I'd lost the plot. <laughs> wow,
2: yeah. Like, how could you possibly do that if you haven't got a dog? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um what does your creative process look like Nina so I mean for me I don't have like a, a practice where daily I do this and I know a lot of people and artists and creatives do but mm-hmm. do you have a creative process um, do you have any practices that you do that help warm you up or get you in a space to create um or do you feel like you're always in the flow
2: yeah, <laughs> not always in the flow. <laughs> so I've actually started it one daily practice or two. Okay, so I try and meditate every day, morning and evening. I don't I claim to have like a hundred day non stop, you know, um, record, but oh, I do sure. <laughs> try to sit up straight away and just close my eyes and breathe. And I try to remember some things that I feel. Um, why I'm here on the earth sort of thing Mm. because otherwise uh, I'll just go like just get really lost in the minutiae you start to feel really disorientated and and uh unfocused and that can go on for days and then I'll be like hang on I've not sung for 10 days Mm. what am I doing Mm. so I try to meditate I try to write it in a journal Mm-hmm. and I've done I've had a journal writing in a journal since I was about 13 and that's been really core cool for me even yeah. before I knew it was like a very shameful thing to be writing a diary yes. good. it was had so much shame attached to it what was that about you know I
1: like I used to hide it and yeah. you know di- thought I'd die if anyone found it and read it
2: yeah
1: yeah and my girls have like
2: journal collections they're like I'm filling I'm filling this one with pictures mummy look how many I've done and they're like they're constantly trying to get to the end of it so that they can have another another (laughs) a new one (laughs) which I don't (laughs) mind Nathan's like get that good quality paper let them have you know lovely pens lovely paper so for them the expression and the like feeling of picking up a journal reflecting on your day writing and um and it's so magical to see them doing that and that and sometimes they actually do right they don't just draw like pictures of strawberries with faces they do which is amazing so yeah and then the other thing that i do which i love and i totally recommend to anyone who likes to who likes to sing this coach online called um well she's called vocal coach Oh. Oh, no, I can't remember her name, but she's like, is the top vocal coach on YouTube. Yeah. She's this beautiful black woman with beautiful, she always looks so colourful. Wow. She's so joyful, oh, my gosh. And if you're, like, feeling down in the dumps, you do, like, a 10-minute vocal workout with her. Cheryl the Cheryl Potter, vocal coach, honey. Come on, baby, <laughs> you can do it. And she's, like... Oh, oh, she's wonderful. And at first, she was... um. You can tell she's. She, I think she, loads of her videos used to be in Italian. So and she's yes. singing like she, she can sing opera, um, but she coaches all famous people now. And she's so beautiful and so generous in these videos. And Aww. yeah, ten, yeah, that
1: ten minutes and it's made my singing stronger and better doing her. her vocal it's Amazing. Workouts. I feel like I need her in my living room. <laughs> oh, yeah singing to me i'm gonna tell san about that as well Um yeah brilliant so there's the journaling the meditating and a bit of juicy italian gorgeousness going on yeah. there yeah
2: and then and then i just always have the guitar out so if the yeah. songs come to me with the guitar and um but now now i'm trying to i'm learning to use software to record things because you couldn't go into studios could you and studios cost money so um i'm trying to do that now
1: it's a real journey i was talking to dj paulette in one of the podcasts and she was Mm -hmm. but we were both a bit frustrated that we didn't no more technology, and we hadn't learned it earlier because we were like, "I want to be able to do all the things yeah. to get my work out there." Mm-hmm. And because we were finding that collaborations are difficult and mm-hmm. tricky, and we just wish we knew everything. But like, we were both saying, "Oh God, I haven't got enough time to learn the technology that I need." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frustrating it can be frustrating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What's your favorite part of the creative flow, like? Is there a bit that you go? I love it when I'm just, you know, there. I'm watching bit? Oh,
2: oh gosh! Um, Definitely writing it, writing the
1: favorite
2: bit. Say that again. Your favorite bit. Favorite bit, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. That can just be sublime, can't it? When you're in the Mm -hmm. middle of the, in the middle of it, and you're not judging it, and you just. And it's come in and it just oh it just feels so it just feels really magical actually. And it can be like four hours and you've just you've not even noticed time go by.
1: <laughs> um do you feel like the the music and the songs and the, the like the thread of, of that comes to you and you like catch it or do you dig inside and it comes from there or a bit of both? A bit of both, yeah. It can be.
2: Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who's a songwriter and he and he was saying, isn't it just, is, is, aren't they great, those ones that just come <laughs> fully formed? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so they do sometimes, don't they? But when you've got a project that you need to do, like if you've been commissioned to do something or you're in a collaborative partnership, yeah. um, then can you use different skills and that's that's also fun and i also enjoy that and that's a,
1: a challenge in a different way isn't it well, you're fabulous nina because you're just flowing into each question that i've got oh, with seamlessly <laughs> um, so it's gonna ask about you know how is that creative process impacted if um you know someone's commissioned you to do something that if there's money involved if well that's another question that I want to get to about money in the creative life but but like does it put more pressure on or can it be juicy or all those things
2: well I think it's really important and I've learned over the years so I'm 44 now so um to do things and uh make sure that it's what you want to be focusing on because mm. our time you realize, don't you, your time is so precious. You've yeah, yeah. only got so much time. And and Nathan actually asked me it said, there's these four questions, do you know it where you ask yourself, is it creatively um is it creatively fulfilling? Oh, and I can't remember the rest of them, but it's sort of like a little yeah, just seeing a check if it's what yeah, you to do. Yeah. A check. I'll find out what they are and and um and we can share them uh, because it's like it just avoids you getting really um immersed in something that is
1: not it's easy isn't it to be led down a path that you you know you don't enjoy yeah uh, it's not taking you where you want to go and and i I remember doing this like i used to do this thing on wild transformation programs where i'd ask people like is it is it and do you love doing it you know yes or no Mm-hmm. and then if it was no then the next question is also like will it take you where you want to go to your dreams and if that's a no as well and mm-hmm. you don't like doing it like what the fuck are you doing yeah and the, unless it's the thing that you
2: need to do to pay the bills well and also yeah right now exactly. so yeah more of yeah for me there's always more than there's never been just my music there's always been other work like day job works mm-hmm. but um i love for down saying um uh don't think you're not an artist if you're doing a day job as well
1: absolutely yeah. absolutely because yeah. then the you know the art world is just for those who have the privilege of being able to just do that and yeah nothing else and i know a lot of people who who would prefer to have a day job and then not make their art into something they have to make money from so i think there's there's like a thousand shades of how to do it i'm not one way is right which is what i'm trying to say with the
2: podcast oh 100 so so much that and and it gives me such a lot of freedom Mm -hmm. because i it's sort of inconsequential in a way what the songs that i write yeah in terms of excuse me the fact uh, our like security as a family because that's not our income so I'm very privileged that we've, you know, got a partner who is working full time and I'm, you know, work part time and we manage the home together. Um, so, but I do stuff I have to eke it out and I have to be uh, clear about what I want to do. And when I had more time before I had children, I did go down some paths of like being a backing singer in somebody's band or, um, you know, joining somebody's project because it, with some high profile and then ending up going what am I doing even here and
0: I'm
2: mm. not being able to really do a very good job yeah um, and it not being a good fit but all but I never regret any experience I've
1: had Claire I don't know how you feel about that no, I think- I think when I was younger I just said yeah to loads of things and yeah. I remember like see I was like 21 too when I first started doing like creative work out in the world with groups and communities and I just said yes to everything and just put myself in things when some are absolutely hated and some you know I just wanted to experience it all mm-hmm. and like I, I spent like five six years just getting myself totally out there and and doing you know so many things and I think like I'm glad I did it then because now I don't have the tolerance for that but it's given me a breadth of experience
0: yeah
1: <laughs> but and a foundation but but now I just feel like I can only really tolerate thing, things that i know it's coming from a place of privilege that as well mm-hmm. but i can't really tolerate situations or institutions or organizations or i mean i just think how do people go to work every day in those places but mm-hmm. i think when you've had that freedom it's really hard to go back into that um so so uh, yeah i have done that but i think it's it would be a lot harder to do that now yeah and i always think about
2: um so if because part for me loads of my uh creative work has been healing it's been healing work it's mm-hmm. like mostly that's it's purpose for me is that it's yeah. it's healing my my pain or my you know injuries yeah, yeah psychologically that you know have happened to be dealing with at any time um and so it it's all okay because it doesn't have, just have one outcome it has multiple outcomes and I and if I think if so if the the sort of person who, who how I feel now is like quite whole if I, if that woman was whole and she was in her 20s what could she do <laughs> what would she do in the
1: world you know I think that's the big dilemma of you know the a big irony of life by the time you've got the wisdom
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and I think wow you know what does that what well okay let's take that now and say I'm really that person still now happened mm-hmm. to be in my 40s but you know I could do little tiny bits of that wildness and I can do little, yeah. bits of that um yeah. So powerful expression Mm -hmm. um and that's okay and that's enough isn't it that's that's hard isn't it to go like that's okay that I can I'm just doing this one thing
1: yeah um and also doing it in front of your daughters so what impact that has on on them then And, and and as we get older like it's more about you know giving others permission by the way we live as well and, and not necessarily us having to do that big journey um,
2: yeah.
1: you know, but, but by us living the way we do,
2: yeah,
1: really inspiring. I mean, I look at on Instagram connecting with younger women who are doing incredible things and they're like 18, 19, 20 and yeah. they're activists and yeah. the way they, you know, they're doing work around body image and that they're, they're so sassy and they're challenging stuff and, I just think, God, you're fucking incredible, and you're so young. Yeah, so absolutely. Hopeful. Yeah. It's it's a hopeful. When the world feels despair, sometimes just seeing these incredible young people, yeah, what they're doing is so hopeful. Really,
2: absolutely, that's so true. And I, and I feel like, how can I support them? Well, I can support them by going. And when you're forty, you can still be singing. <laughs> no, when you when you're in your forties, you can still paint. You can still you can still do new things and you can still be mm-hmm. building things and be creative because mm-hmm. we've gone before like women went before us and yeah. and and we keep getting little increments and sometimes it doesn't feel like that does it but I know that you know the women who went before me in my family line
1: they certainly didn't have as much freedom as I have absolutely not Absolutely not and I always think that the older women like Now, I think back, those older women in my community who were a bit different or, you know, even if they just lived on their own and they weren't married or they did something a bit different, you know, they were like so powerful for me just by the way they were living. They never said anything like follow your creative dreams or you don't have to toe the line or you don't have to live like that. But there was just something about their presence, which was dead important to me as a little girl. I'm very influential and so i have to remember that that just being present and that energy it is important so nina i was going to ask you about um what do you feel is like i don't want to use the naff it feels naff to say what's the growth area for you right now (laughs) Uh, but I kind of wanted to say what's still tricky um, and what are you thinking god I'd love to like get a better grasp of of that and what are you struggling with now because I I, I kind of was like talking to a lot of people who um, wanted to claim themselves as artists and creatives and writers and singers but were feeling they hadn't arrived yet at this this utopia where all Mm -hmm. things challenges disappear and you suddenly arrive as someone Mm -hmm. who'd overcome all those things and I thought it was quite hysterical and (laughs) because that never kind of ends (laughs) so for you what what's the growth area
2: (laughs) well I um I feel like I'm in a really big one because I've moved to a different town and I haven't got any creative partnerships here with Mm -hmm. music because I was in Liverpool for 13 years and I had a lot of creative people to play music with and collaborate with all the time. Um, but I've not found that here in Lancaster. Um, so I'm having to do it either with people long distance
0: yeah,
2: or, and I'm having to do it by myself and uh, having to really expand that technical knowledge so that I can get music recorded and out into the world and I had a meeting with a friend who's a producer and he he, he's a musician and a producer like multi-talented person and and I was saying do you want to co-write or can you co-produce this music with me and he said well they're all done your songs are finished so I've got 10 songs that I want to record and (laughs) it's an album called mother so and he and he was like I can you know I can help you record them but they don't need co-writing and so because and I, I was sort of saying to him I feel like I've filled the gaps where I would where there would be other musicians mm-hmm. I've filled that gap now yeah. so I've sort of got to take the reins creatively and go okay this I'm gonna now go forward driving it myself and it, it is a I've sort of I've realized that and then I've not done anything about
1: it <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know about you but I I have this craving like a long and I'm not sure whether it's a childhood thing but it's like it can be lonely I feel like the creative life it can be juicy and full of connection but often I feel like oh, I'd love someone to kind of walk along with me a little bit on this creative path mm-hmm. and then, you know Sandra will say to me but but you know what you want and you know how you want it done I'm mm-hmm. very clear and and you're very like you know, you can do it all yourself, really, mm-hmm. and I, and I think, yeah, no, but I'm a bit lonely. Yeah, want <laughs> yeah. to help. Me.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does feel like that, doesn't it? And actually, um, that's why collaboration is so lovely, and why being in the groups is so lovely. While being in with, with yeah. the, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like I don't mean like a group, like a, mm-hmm. a band. I mean like walking in some sort of sort of, sort of circle with other. Other creative Absolutely. people. For me, also, it's important that it's um. I want to say women, but I mean people who identify as you yeah. Know, if yeah. you Want to be in a female space. Yeah. Um, and because I feel like we get each other, and I'm not saying that men don't get me because I've had I've had most of my creative partnerships and music have been with men, but I feel a different scene, a different sort of scene yeah you know?
1: yeah so so um how are you so are you working on that struggle by just accepting that like i can do this i've done it um yeah. and, you know like the next step is like oh how do i take it out in the world
2: yeah that's right and i sort of uh, um i need to i need to learn more I, I do need to learn more so i'm working out how I'm going to learn more really before. (laughs) But there's the other element, isn't there? Excuse me. That you, um, it's always at some point, it has to be good enough and you have to let it into the world. I feel with recording, it's really hard to go. That's done now. And that's why it's great to have a, a deadline and go, well, I could keep going back to that or I can, be
1: satisfied with where this is and, and let it go into the world for me that's something I was so about well I think I've always been a bit like that but something about getting older where it's like um well, I haven't got all my life to work on this so that'll go out like that now and then the next thing and then because time is you know yeah. I remember um you know I'm not saying that you know we're on our way out <laughs> because i hope we're not for no. other paris trips and other magic to go yeah. but i do think i remember older women saying to me like well i haven't i've got to get this done because uh it's my life's work and i've got to get it out there because yeah. i don't know how long i've got left and i kind of looked at them like not 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 having the experience of of feeling like that but now i just think like you know i've got work to do i've got stuff to get out there and it's important whether it's polished or not
2: yeah that's right isn't it and and who says it's polished who says it's finished if we're the artists if we if we made it we get to say that don't we we get to say hang on this okay this music could go and be mixed and mastered or it could be heard right now and and it could touch someone right now and it could connect me to someone right now and i feel like hang on who who said it needs to look like this. You need to have a whole collection of paintings and launch a show in a gallery before you can call yourself an artist. And yeah, why?
1: Why? Why are we doing it like that? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I find someone scribble in a journal a lot more interesting than a polished book they've read. And, you know, I go back and look in journals and go, God, it's fascinating the way I've done half a sentence there and then scribble that out. What does it say underneath the scribble? <laughs> and, and I think people, you know, there's all things about how to brand yourself and how to look polished. And, mm-hmm. and you know, nobody wants to see that. They, we connect through, through the, the wobbly and the unfinished and the humanness of. Yeah. yeah
2: And that's so profound, isn't it? And that's so radical.
1: That's, mm-hmm. I know. Radical.
2: So radical to say, I'm going to go on Instagram. I haven't got any makeup on. Uh, the house is a mess. Mm. but this is me and I've not I can't do I've not done that I've never done like a live thing on Mm. you know on there's loads of things I haven't done that I think oh I could do that oh I could do that but then I think well you know, I'm not going to be able to do it all I can't put myself on every social media platform
1: (laughs) I'm not not Lady Gaga (laughs) (laughs) I think we're the first generation to be thinking like you know well, not even, but like, you know, how do I put myself out there? Because, you know, the, you reach the potential and the reach and the, you know, and, you know, my mom didn't think, you know, oh, uh, well, shall I just go and do a live or what will people think? Or, <laughs> yeah,
2: it didn't, didn't exist. <laughs> it didn't
1: exist we in our 20s. It wasn't there. Well, when I'm doing like live, because when I first did one, I had like a script and I was like, hello, so... And like the BBC <gasps> presenter, and no. I just was petrified, and it was ridiculous and forced. And now I've just done them so much that, like, if I think, "Oh God, my hair looks terrible on this," I'll just say that thought and go, "Oh God, my hair looks terrible," but anyway. <laughs> and I, and then I just think, well, what's the fear? Because there's no, you know, you've just said what well, is in your head, and it's all okay.
2: And actually, you won't think the audience you want to connect with. Are those women who want to hear you or those people who want to hear you say that, be you yeah they yep. are the whole yes. audience and you don't want to connect with you know from in musical terms I don't need to connect with the whole Radio 2 audience I, or the radio I don't
1: need <coughs> no I'm no. not looking for me okay? <laughs> and you're not looking for them
2: no and that's okay isn't it that I could find one person who goes oh that I just really enjoyed that three minutes or that one minute mm-hmm. and it made me feel a bit more whole or it made me feel a bit more
1: grounded or, it, you know, I, well, felt- I mean, everybody listens to we played your song. That's the theme for this um, podcast, but also groups that I'm running. And I played it last night, and and everybody just like touched their heart as they were like listening to it, and then uh-huh. tears were flowing. And the power of music to connect everyone across Zoom, across the world, and for people to like feel their inner child and their ancestors rise, and because of that, music is just that powerful.
2: Uh-huh. That's just amazing, isn't it? And it's real, you know. I experienced that too. It is real, and well it can be actually a little bit scary can't it that's like I've got a song at the moment that I've not put out into the world and I feel like and the few people that I've heard let hear it go oh oh and I and I, and I had this idea that I wanted to do there's a Lancaster Music Festival and I wanted to do a stage around recovery visible recovery and um, I sent it to this Professor that I met at work, and Mm. um, and he was just his reaction was like from my heart to yours. He was like really touched, really (laughs) yeah, really open. Yeah, to send it to people, and then I went oh, but it's not finished. It can't go. Mm. So Mm. also there's that, isn't there? Do you feel that that sometimes when you think something's really powerful, you sort of go it is quite hard in a way, isn't it? Sometimes to let it go.
1: Yeah, and then before I'll know something's powerful because I'll kind of have dreams or I'll have a big feeling from the past that's like this you know you're bad or this could be bad or and it's like it's like something from your past or or the overculture knows that it's powerful and like tries to take you down before it this is my thing like you know and then I'm kind of still affected by that and we'll pause, but I kind of think, God, this is gonna be powerful because of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So have you started to see that as like a little a little signal that goes
1: "It's hey. <laughs> good. Yeah, it's
2: good. You need to keep going.
1: Um Nina, what tell us about this triptych of um albums that are coming together because I'm dead excited. So there's Maiden, Mother and Crown.
2: Yeah, so I'm giving myself a 10-year deadline for each of them. I think that's doable, do you? So I wrote, so Maiden was a collection of 12 songs and I captured them. I sort of captured them without knowing really that I'd never had a name for it, but it really was the, the, the songs really have very successfully documented my early sort of 20s and early, well, I had, I had my first child when I was 30, so it was all mother, m- mother from then. Um, and then, so it really, when I, f- after I had, after I had a baby, I didn't want to write songs about heartbreak or, you know, blues or, and I didn't want to write songs. You know, there just was different. I just couldn't write songs to get, fit in a band anymore. And actually before, like before, I, before I was pregnant, that sort of came to an end for me because I was I'd done so much healing the songs changed so I couldn't
1: write heartbreak songs anymore. You think about it Nina a lot of the pop songs or songs out there around that like relationship angst and everything yeah. and, you know doing ridiculous things and you know being in a bad relationship or longing for someone and I think like me and you like lived through that together and ridiculous relationships and all those yeah. things and you know do they like me and you know, am I in the right thing mm-hmm. I have but the songs that are out there haven't really changed to like yeah. meet that
2: so true and and I, and so, when I would be at the end of the band that I was in, um I started to bring songs to the band that were happy that were like mm-hmm. um this this is a really good person, and I'm really happy in this relationship, and they were just like, "No, i'm not playing that I'm not playing that in a re- and and I was like, "Oh well, i can't write any more bluesy heartbreak it's not you <laughs> know I'm not doing that because I 'm not that person, so so I had to find a way really and um, that's been really slow in coming mm-hmm. um, and, and, and in a way I had to do like lots of other things that was creative and just put music aside yeah. and then when I began to find that I had songs to write again they just popped out like you know more more whole from a whole perspective. But yeah, I really think that's true. People love heartbreak songs. I, I do too. I really love like some of my favourite songs are um, like really old country and Western songs, you know.
1: That I just Absolutely. Love. But I just like, um, like I heard a song from the High Women and it, it's just more about like lineage and strong women and mm-hmm. um, being in that and their songs really like, like a different vibe, and I felt like people are. I, I, if I'm longing for different songs, other people must be. Yeah, and we want something that reflects us, in art. Don't we? Yeah. That's yeah.
2: why Fleabag was so it, it's so popular because, or yeah. uh, she will destroy you. Is that what the name of that? that... I'm not sure. I I couldn't watch it anyway. It's too many rapey, frightening mm-hmm. bits in it. But mm-hmm. um, I will destroy you. Uh, but pe- women, when women write stories that, or when people write stories that feel really real and yeah. are new, people love it because it speaks to them about who they are. We look, we want to see ourselves reflected in art, don't we? So is Mother the album done? No. So it's mostly written. It's it's eight songs are written and demoed and. Then other songs just keep popping up, so I'm leaving a gap for them, <laughs> and then I just have to work out how to record it. Oh, I can't,
1: to, I can't wait to hear them, Nina. And I think your music and your songs are just so uh, stunning. And you know, the sound, I used to be, I used to be in a car, and we were always playing your last album, The Maiden One, and and they're in my, you know. I'll be walking along the road and they'll just pop into my head and I'll start singing them. So, so I can't wait for the ones to come. Definitely. And then Crone is going to be fucking amazing, but we might. Know, have to wow. I hope <laughs> I live to like that. What's that <laughs> <It's gonna be>? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the cycles of your life, um, you know, have had a big impact. Like, like I'm a, perimenopausal um and that's really impacting how uh how I bring my work into the world and my creativity do you feel like you know that is with you too
2: oh hugely yeah yeah Yeah. I love it um so I think um so I've got an auntie who um she she wrote um she wrote she writes about perimenopause and I think her generation so she's in her 50s And those women in their 50s now are speaking Mm. more about it than it's been spoken about
0: before.
2: And Mariella Frostrop made a documentary on BBC, The Truth About Menopause. So we're taken out of the shadows and going, look at this Mm -hmm. experience. I want to talk about that. And when I say, when I um, said that I'm going to do, you know, there's two more albums coming, one of them's going to be Crone. People went, oh no, no, you can't, please don't call it that. I was saying, well, why? You know, why can't we be? Why is crone a negative thing? I don't think it is. I know women who are really enjoying
1: being a crone, and yeah, you know, I've happy. been waiting all my life to be a crone. <laughs> yeah, right. I remember saying to me well, mum, you know, I can't wait to be this wild, crazy, eccentric mm-hmm. old lady, and she's like, well, here's news for you: you don't have to wait because you're already like. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, I you know, I think a lot of us are now desperate to be like you know, embodying that that powerfulness. But I forget because I'm in a vacuum often. Yeah, that the rest I yeah. of don't often feel like that, you know.
2: No, and I've tried to find people to follow on Instagram that are sort of doing being crones, hmm. and
1: it's mostly about hair. It's mostly about like, <laughs> having natural grey hair, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um like someone like Miriam Margo this is like my my thing because I also think like it, it's getting taken over menopause by you know it's like the overculture calm there yeah. to not like monetize
0: oh, and collaborate,
1: everything and yeah. it's like how to you know somebody was holding this menopause event in Liverpool and I like ranted about it because I challenged it because it was all like how to hold back the lines how to keep feeling young and, and I was like you know I, raw you know <laughs> don't take over this and make it something that it that it isn't because um and then women kind of buy into that and start selling that to each other and um you know I want I want like women whose hair is wild like nests and you know yeah. Say what they feel and say unpopular things and
2: totally yeah i listened to it. i'll share it with you this podcast yesterday it's a drama one it's just been released on, on bbc sound oh no on a night on, a, on another podcasting and there's like a, a young woman in her 20s and she takes a nan to berlin she like steals her out of the home and <laughs> takes her to berlin and she's like she says to her na- a nana in the home what are you doing so how are you nana what are you doing and she says well I'm just sitting here slowly pissing into a cushion, um, <laughs> remembering the good days.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is really what we want to embrace. There's irreverence in there, like, you know. <laughs> this, this is what I'd like to see on the front of magazines and not like, this is how you look at 70.
2: Yeah, just be like, can't we? We're, I'm so tired of of, like hiding the physical reality of being a woman and living the female reality i'm tired of having to hide
1: it and also you know the new age is like oh yeah the crone's dead powerful and then pictures of this like polished you know older woman who's fantasized into this you know glamorous witch kind of thing and And she's sexy yeah and they walk past older women who are like you know in their overcoat coming down the roads waving a stick who really are the crone like you miss a yeah. real witch crone but anyway we've totally digress but not really yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: so who knows what I'm, I'm gonna hopefully be alive enough to make an album called crone and, <laughs> and,
1: <laughs>
2: and we don't know why it's gonna be because we have to
1: <laughs> how can we support you best so is there anything we can do to support you nina
2: Oh, well, whenever I, um, asking me to make music is lovely and and feeling like I've got an audience is very, very um, encouraging and really empowering. So having, you know, just people being open to hearing what I've got to hear is just wonderful. And um, anybody who wants to, me to sing about anything i'd like to hear about it and i'll, I'll write about it
1: <laughs> we love this and your voice is really important and powerful and i'm glad it's out there if you had to travel back and say something inspiring comforting uh, powerful to your own inner child creative inner child and yourself in younger years what would you want to say to young nina about um, it i would say you're beautiful you're i love you
2: you're enough and you're perfect as you are Hmm. Mm.
1: nina you are enough you're beautiful powerful important and um i'm so fucking glad that you're in the world and i can't wait um, for what's to come and I'm very grateful for for what you've created so far in the world um, and we could just chat all our lives yeah well back at you
2: so very much you have always been a such a force of support and inspiration and uh, realness oh my gosh you are amazing and thank you so much and also you know i want to say to the other women you know after you know how can you support me is like be you as well Mm. do you you do you doing your thing and it supports me to do my thing just like claire you doing your thing has always supported me to do my thing so here's here's like um arms around us all yeah because we're not alone and we are making new things together you know we do not walk alone. (laughs) walk alone
1: (laughs) i just will always be singing that line now so thank you for creating it it's it's iconic so nina jones thank you so much and i hope we can chat again and it's just the beginning of juicy connections
2: thank you and thank you to everyone listening and
1: thank you for having me
2: and letting me speak i really enjoyed it thank you
1: yay you've been listening to the way of the wild dreamer podcast thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to follow more of my work you can visit my website at www.clarebeloved.com. i hope you found this podcast inspiring and irreverent and juicy
0: Living your way, creative day by day Your dreams are birds taking flight First one step, then another step Watch as it comes